top of the morning to you, faithful faithsters. It's your host, Chandra Strader, founder of The Faithster, where we believe that everyone has a gift worth stirring and a future worth pursuing. And with that being said, what do you plan on pursuing today? What do you plan on accomplishing throughout your day today? Let's keep those questions at the forefront of our minds throughout our day as we come and as we go. A few reflection questions that can help us to stay on track with this is, um, how is this making me better? And will this add value to my life? What's the best response to this situation? All right now, that's how you keep yourself progressing and moving towards the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That's Philippians 3.14, just in case you didn't know. Now it's time for us to move on to our topic for today. Let's go. All right, now for those of you that have been following the Faith Stir, you already know we have an ebook that we have just released that is completely free to our subscribers. If you have not subscribed to receive this ebook, you want to go right now to thefaithstir.com. Provide the information that's needed so that you can receive your free ebook. Because for the month of January, we're focusing on what faith stirs. That's right. Procrastination. Man, man. She used to be my best friend, y'all. Man. But I ain't going to think on her too hard because I don't want her to come back because I have some goals that I need to accomplish. I have some things that I am setting in order. And guess what? Procrastination cannot go with me. So with that being said, you already know what our topic is for today. The spirit of procrastination and how we can get that thing out of our lives. Okay, so first we're going to talk about procrastination and what it is. We all know that procrastination, according to our dictionaries, dictionary dictionary.com, Webster Webster Dictionary, it means to put something off, to delay execution, okay? And sometimes people relate procrastination to laziness, which is an incorrect relationship, okay? And they're not compatible. So laziness is when you're unwilling to do the work. You're unwilling to put forth the energy. It's not necessarily procrastination. You can want to do the work. You can be willing to do the work and still be a procrastinator, okay? So for example, I might have a task that I need to complete and I might start the task, but then I start working on other little things that takes my attention away from that task for long periods of time. And I find myself being more comfortable with the small task. 
And if you have the ebook, you know, we relate that person to um, Busy B. They want to go around and do all these other tasks that are um, more convenient because it doesn't take as much time to complete those. But when it comes down to the bigger task, they don't get to it until it's almost time for the deadline. And guys, we cannot live our lives like this. So when you look at the different um, categories that I placed in the ebook that talks about the types of personalities procrastinators have. In the ebook, I said it boils down to pretty much one thing, which is planning. But can we attach something else to that as well on today? What about fear of success? What about fear of success? Procrastination can sometimes be a result of the fact that we fear the power that is within us. And because we've never been at the level where we currently are trying to master the task that we've never mastered, we're afraid of what could be on the other side. We're not afraid necessarily that there will be nothing, that there will be emptiness. We're afraid of what's on the other side that we are supposed to receive because we've never been there before. We've never been there before. So I'm excited about the opportunity, but I'm afraid to execute because what does success look like for me? What does it feel like? What does that mean? What comes along with the success that God has stored up for me? What comes along with the vision that God has for my life? And if I've never been in this realm before, and God, you're asking me to accomplish this, I know there's going to be glory after this, but what does that glory necessarily look like? What does the accomplishment look like? What happens after I write the book? What happens after I open the business? What happens after I forgive them for hurting me? What happens after I say sorry? What happens after the action takes place to bring forth success, to bring forth another open door? Oh, the prophet has said that doors are open and portals are open for me. Oh, I'm so excited in that moment that I get the word. But then when I get home, I'm paralyzed. What does that mean? What does that look like? What does going through the door look like for me? I've never been there before. When actuality is that God wants us to be good stewards of our time and we don't have time to fear the next. Because the next isn't just about us. It's about all that's connected to us. The other avenues that will open and unfold 
because of our obedience. It takes discipline. I said that in the ebook. It takes discipline to not put off today what you could very well do tomorrow. It takes discipline to put your phones down, to silence them, to forget about them for a moment so that you can complete a productive task. It takes discipline to come off of social media. When you're a content creator, when you're constantly putting things out that is supposed to engage your audience, it takes discipline to tell your friends no when you know you're supposed to be doing something else in that moment. It takes discipline to turn the TV off when your favorite show is on, when you're been watching your favorite shows, right? It takes discipline. And it takes planning. And it takes planning. So procrastination. So many times in the new year, we all come up with the um, ideas of what our resolutions are going to be and how things are going to change. And I just want to challenge you to not even go there. Like, don't even, if you've already gone there, let's change those resolutions and make them goals that have actual action steps. Because most times resolutions are just wishful thinking that we have no intentions on executing. Or we start well and then we don't finish, right? Because procrastination kicks back in. I'll do it tomorrow. It's okay if I don't do it one for one day. It ain't gonna hurt me. But we wanna get in the habit of being goal setters. We wanna be in the habit of execution, okay? We wanna get into the habit of finishing those things that we start, okay? If we don't plant, there's no harvest when it's time to pluck up that which we planted. Okay, if we haven't prepared, then when the next comes, we're like the foolish virgins and we're asking other people for resources that we could have very well had ourselves had we just acted during the season that God had us to plan and execute. So that when it was time for success to land at our door, because we've been planning, because we've been busy executing, being obedient, disciplining ourselves, we can now handle the next that God is orchestrating for us. Most times we cannot advance in the kingdom because we're stagnant, but it's not that we're stagnant because we don't have a vision. We have not sat down and became intimate enough with the vision to receive next steps from God, to receive action steps during our time of, of worship, in our time of prayer, in our time of communing with him to know how to get to the place that he has for us. And so that's why it's important that we rid ourselves of the spirit of 
procrastination. In Galatians 6 and 9, we are encouraged to not grow weary of doing good for in due season, we will definitely reap if we do not give up. We cannot activate procrastination. Tomorrow is not promised. Live today like tomorrow won't be there. That doesn't mean that you burn yourselves out. It means that you pace yourself. God cannot trust us if we cannot pace ourselves in the race. Okay? Hebrews 12 and 11 tells us that for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So in that moment, denying ourselves that fried chicken that we want so bad, it's painful when you like to eat and you've trained yourself to overindulge in eating greasy foods, fried foods. But later, it's going to bring you some peace. Because now you're training your body to do without the bad stuff. So now you can have some peace because health is taking over. Healing is taking place in your body naturally because you're no longer feeding yourself junk. The same way in the spirit. When we have been given an assignment, we don't have time to look at somebody else. Facebook post or Instagram post or Twitter's. Like we don't, we don't have time to look at the tweets because we'll be so busy feeding ourselves stuff from somebody else's land until we haven't cultivated the land that God has already given us. So when we go to pick our vegetables and our fruit, our harvest that is there, that is supposed to be plentiful for us, we don't have anything because we've been so busy looking over into somebody else's garden you pretty much have planted everything that was supposed to be planted in yours and theirs because that's where you placed all of your time. You're cultivating your thinking based off of their posts. You're cultivating your thinking based off of the pictures you see, everything that they're portraying that they're enjoying in life when they suffering probably more than you are. So we have to know when it's time for us to disconnect from the leisure so that we can make sure that we're not procrastinating and we're pursuing that which we've been called to. James 4 and 17 tells us that whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. So if you know you have a task that you're supposed to be doing and you keep putting it off, guess what you have now entered into? We've now entered into sin, right? So now we've disconnected a line in the spirit because we have come out of alignment with God. So to know to do right and refuse to do right, we're now walking in error. We don't have time for procrastination. So then Ephesians 5.15 says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. 
Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. How do we understand what his will is? By spending time with him. By taking out the time that we do have and investing it in sowing in that which we've been called to. So procrastination doesn't mean that you're lazy. It basically means that you've either lacked in planning or you've allowed the spirit of fear to take over. And we do not have the spirit of fear, right? Because he has given us the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. People with a sound mind know to execute. And we have the power to do it. And we should be executing out of love. Proverbs 9, I'm sorry, Proverbs 6, 9-11 says, How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. And poverty will come on you like a thief and scarcity like an armed man. You're going to hijack yourself. No one else is going to have to do it. You're hijacking your destiny. You're hijacking the wealth that you could be building. You're hijacking the abundance that you can be inhabiting and experiencing. When we find ourselves overindulging and putting it off, overindulging in, I need some rest. Some of us are saying we need rest, but we're tired because we're not even doing anything. Have you ever spent a day not doing anything and felt just as tired as you did before you spent the day not doing anything? Guilty. I've, I've done it. Take your day off if you need your day off, but don't overindulge in it. Don't get too comfortable in it. Self-care. Yes, we need it. That is important. Self-care. Jesus, God rested. God rested on the seventh day, the Sabbath, after he had done his work. But he did some work. He earned the rest because he did the work. You don't deserve no rest when you are not doing any work. So let's just make sure that as we're starting out our new year in our journey, that we're being wise in the way that we deal with time. And we're going to continue this. And we're just going to keep diving into it for the rest of this month so that we can talk about the strategies the ways that we can overcome this thing. Okay? But number one for us today is overcoming the fear of success. You don't have to know what success feels like for you. 
because it, it's going to change every day. Success is going to change for you every day. You're going to win at something every day. Every day. If it's just you keeping your mouth shut that day when you knew you were supposed to go off on somebody. Baby, that's a success. We're going to win. We're going to look at the small wins. We're not just going to look at the big wins, okay? We're going to look at the small wins as well. One of my bosses always say, how do we eat an elephant? Chandra, we eat an elephant one bite at a time. That's how we're going to win at our destiny. That's how we're going to win at decision. We can't just jump into the deep end and think we're going to master it overnight. No, we're going to take it a bite at a time. We're going to take it a step at a time. And then we're going to look around and be like, God, I've gotten a lot accomplished. I've done a lot. When did I have time to do it? Because you built it in because you planned. You received vision. You came up with the strategies by fellowshipping with God. He turned on that creative thinking for you. He gave you the strategies that were going to help you to be successful. You wrote those things down. You divided and you conquered. So number one is overcoming the fear of success. You are called to this. You win. You are great. You're someone. It doesn't matter what people around you may say. It doesn't matter what you feel towards yourself. If God has called you to be great, greatness is in you. And no one can stop the greatness from exemplifying itself but you. So stop worrying about haters. Stop worrying about who is and who ain't. And start taking control of your own life. And the first way you're going to do it is by overcoming the fear with faith. Saying, God, I trust you. God, I trust you with my future. God, I trust you with my tomorrow. God, I trust you with my right now, with my next breath. I trust you. I lean and I depend on you. You are the source of my strength. You are the strength of my life. I cannot conquer what you have called me to without your help. I hope today's segment blessed you greatly. I hope that this allows you to go throughout your day with a new perspective on where you're headed. Let's make sure that we're overcoming fear with faith. Just believing and trusting in God that he who has begun the good work in us is faithful to complete it in us. Okay? So let us pray. 
Lord, we thank you for the listeners that are under the sound of my voice. We thank you for providing a future for them. We thank you for preparing a place for them, not just in your kingdom, God, but on this earth. Thank you for allowing them to find their voice, their their gifts. Lord God, we thank you for allowing them to operate in your will. We speak success over their lives right now. Let everything that their hands touch be successful. Let every place that their feet dwell be blessed because of their very presence. God, we thank you for your shield of protection. We thank you for your covering. We thank you for your promises. For Lord, we know our futures are safe with you. We place our desires and our wants in your hand. Lord God, manifest. Lord God, come through. And it's in your name, Jesus, that we do pray. Amen. All right, y'all. That's it. We're going to overcome procrastination by first overcoming the fear of success. Don't forget to visit thefaithstir.com for all of your needs. And we will see you soon. God bless.